Tuning you in now. The all new LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, right. hello. Hi there. How are you? Another edition of the LBX Daily <laughs> coming your way. Yeah, actually, uh, Brandon, flying along. Yeah. Did you realize that yesterday was our 20th edition that we've actually posted live? Now, we've recorded no. a whole pile of them ahead of time. Like we've been practicing, and I, I feel like hopefully we're getting better at this. But yeah, yesterday was 20. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, so I five, man. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, cool well you know what another thing to high five today guess what day it is today it is national beer lovers day mm. which is actually super cool like beer has gotten a big name over the past decade you know all the different types and the different brands like there's so many cool fun amazing craft beers out there to try and i just uh, i find it yeah. exciting it's like wine like the notes and the varieties and all the fun stuff that you can get now well, I think what I love about it is like every town, every city, wherever you go, because I, you know, I end up traveling a lot you know, with, with uh, IAPA mm-hmm. and other places, you know, and going a lot with Hound. And um, every place you go, there's always going to be multiple local brews. Uh, and some of them are bigger. Like, you you know, you go to places like the Chutes or Stone or something like that, that, that have water distribution. But every place has like little hidden hidden gems. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always great to try the local brew. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually here in Calgary, uh, we have tons, I mean, tons of microbreweries. And I guess one of the reasons is the way that our water is and the chemical composure of our mm. water makes it perfect for brewing beer. So yeah, we're super lucky here for that. Um, yeah, but yeah. did you know actually that even without the alcohol in it, beer can actually trigger the production of dopamine in the brain. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I, I know. Like, didn't know that. No, I assumed yeah. it came exclusively from the alcohol. Is, is mm-hmm. this something to do with the hops or something that, that drives the? You know what? Yeah. I could I couldn't grab exactly what it is that was causing it, but I'm like that's pretty cool. However, I have to tell you, like I've tried some of those partakes and some of those other alcohol-free brews, and it just doesn't cut the mustard for me. Like it doesn't have that kick to it that I'm looking for. So I think I think they're starting to improve, but right now they're kind of mm, so-so. Yeah, I know you've experimented yeah. with some, but. Yeah, and I've, I found I, like two, maybe three non-alcoholic beers that are actually pretty good. And I'm not talking about like O'Doul's or any of those like classic, you know, long, the ones that have been around for a long time. I'm talking about like newer, newer attempts at non-alcoholic beer. Um, and they're pretty good. And then what, what I've found lately is like the, the non-alcoholic pre-mixed cocktails are actually pretty good. They come in typically like little eight ounce cans. And um, I found a bunch, uh, I've been collecting you know ones from different places that are like pre-mixed and they're trying to be like, um, you know, what that, that typical, like a Manhattan, but with, but, you know, without alcohol. And I found that the pre-mixed cocktails are pretty good, but the, the standalone alcohol, like the, the, the fake bourbon or like the zero alcohol bourbon or zero alcohol gins, those are just terrible still. So I think we have a long way to go when you're talking about just the spirit, but the mixed, I think you can get away with a lot because you can put in some fruit juices and other stuff that sort of blend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you have to have it now too. Uh, you know, in your, in your venue, you have to have a couple of sure. uh, zero alcohol options or mocktail options or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's oh, much more broadly accepted. I agree. And, I agree. And, yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the brands I'm super excited to try and I haven't been able to get it up here in Canada yet is that one from Blake Lively, the Betty Booze that she's put out there. Cause she's got, there's alcohol in some and then there's non-alcoholic. Um, so I, yeah, I'd really love to give those a try. 
Yeah. Well, next tasty. time you're down here, you, you can get them. You I can, know. Them anywhere. So yeah. I always have my list of why I need to go back to Phoenix. So, you know, check, check, check. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And it's getting colder here right now too. So very soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Well, speaking of food products, <laughs> um, I found a super cool uh, new thing um, for gamers and for actually people studying and staying up late. Um, but it's for those people that are looking for ways to kind of get caffeine through the system and keep them awake. It's uh, this whole new thing called caffeinated ramen, um, a new approach to boosting energy through infusing caffeine into their noodles, which mm. I thought was so interesting. I mean, this makes a heck of a lot of sense, right? So you're up late at night, you're gaming or you're studying and you got the munchies, you know, you don't want to reach for a caffeine, caffeine beverage, like a hot coffee or anything like that. And you're hungry. And sometimes if you just drink caffeine on its own, it can upset your stomach or make you feel nauseous. So having the noodles to go along with it make a lot of sense. Now, yeah. this company out of Japan has created two different types of noodles, um, which are in a couple flavors. So there's a garlic and black pepper yakishoba. I'm a yakishoba. I'm not going to say that right, which contains shrimp, pork, egg, and cabbage, which actually sounds quite delicious. And then they have another curry-based one um, with pork and vegetables. Now, What's also really cool about this cup of noodle is it doesn't actually have a soup liquid base in it. So there's no worries. You don't spill it all over your computer or get it on your gaming console and ruin things, but still both very flavorful and tasty, apparently, according to test users. So um, again, like I mentioned, Japan launching September 18th, unfortunately, not available here yet. Um, and yeah, yes. yeah, I looked on, uh, as soon as we, we talked about this before the show, I, I looked up on Amazon. It's definitely not there, so you can't buy it yet. Maybe you could get it on Alibaba or something, but uh, I like oh, this a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, you're not, first of all, like you get the munchies late at night, you're reaching into a bag of Cheetos or something, your fingers come out orange. So like at least you're using chopsticks or a fork to eat this. So it's, it's, it's a little bit better. Although fork is hard. I mean, given the fact that you're, you know, you're gaming, I guess, but, yeah. um, but then I also like that it's probably marginally healthier than like an energy drink. So if I've got to take a Red Bull, if I want to drink a Red Bull, if I can eat some you know food, it gives me some nutrition, but also give me that caffeine boost um, that, that could actually be better. But a couple of noodles generally aren't super great for you. So now they're super high in sodium. So I wonder how, how, you know, if these are still healthy or they're still terrible for you, but they just have caffeine infused, which, you know, mm-hmm, either way, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm, it makes yep. me wonder if they can infuse caffeine into noodles, what else can they infuse caffeine into? So I wonder what I future know. foods like prepackaged foods are we going to see that have like caffeine introduced or other, you know, other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, boosting chemicals, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, there's so many combinations of interesting food things coming out, especially with like yeah. um, uh, marijuana. Is that the right term to use here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, THC in them, right? There's so many cool things that are happening in that arena yeah. as well. So you're right; the it, it's going to be sure. playground. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, well, so this isn't anything to do with food, but the uh, the Orlando International Airport, uh, they're known for uh, you know, partnering with some of the theme parks in the area with retail. So you can go, if, like, if you forgot to get something for Disney, you can always go back there and last minute get something for Disney. They have a SeaWorld location. Well, they have a pop-up location for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. And I'll go ahead and uh, you know just stream a little bit of this video. You can find this on their um, you know, on their uh, X feed. So this is this is actually or, uh, Orlando Airport's X feed, and uh, it's just playing a little video here. Give you an example: heavily themed pop-up retail experience. And so again, if you went to the if you went to the Halloween Horror Nights, you didn't quite get everything that you wanted from the retail because you're too busy, you're too scared, you're involved in the experience. 
now as you're flying out of Orlando, you can pop in here and uh, have a really great retail experience. It's super well themed. And so uh, I just like what they're they're doing. Again, this runs till November 4th. So this is a great pop up. And it's all about that experiential immersive retail and uh, that experiential retail. So uh, they call this their scare zone. Uh, in at the Orlando International Airport. Uh, what, I, what, what I like about this, uh, sorry, I just meant, that, you know, with Universal, they've taken this whole shift to doing not just their big theme parks, but smaller micro experiences and themed retail environments. And like, you know, most notably is, is you, you, some of you may know, like Area 15 is going to be opening up a 365 day a year a horror experience that's uh, branded under the universal brand. And so mm -hmm. uh, they're just trying and experimenting with all different new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. And you know, the other thing that's really neat about that is that you have all these people traveling in from other parts of the country. And as they come through the airport, they're also going to see that first. And it's, it's like the uh, city is creating kind of like the first step of the adventure. Right. And so they get, they see the Halloween horror and they're going to get all pumped up and yeah. they're like, yes, we're going to universal to get that. You know what I mean? And it's just, it just it kicks off that uh, whole, the whole feeling and what they're about to um, experience at the parks. And I think that's so cool as well. Yeah, yeah, and actually, probably even acts as a little bit of a of a promotional you know piece. Like maybe I wasn't going to go to Universal and do the right. Halloween Horror totally. but now I saw this. I'm like, oh, this looks super cool. I've got to go and do this while I'm here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't even tell you how many times I would go in with my daughter to grab last minute swag on the way home and be like, oh my oh. gosh, we need to get something for so and so and so and so and so and so. Mm -hmm. So you know, and it's I'm sure it always felt like it was way more expensive at the airport. Um, however, I'm not sure if that's 100 true or that was just my perception uh, of it. But it, if it's Disney, it probably wasn't more expensive. It would have been mm -hmm. more expensive maybe in Disneyland. Who knows? Yeah, but, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, alrighty. So, uh, Alpha Omega just released the redemption and FEC report. There you go. I'm sure everybody's familiar with this uh, logo and this branding at this point. Um, but they just released, um, it was really cool. So they, they posted some videos of a couple places that they had actually installed some video and arcade games in. So they had the new palace social, which is the second palace social right now. And they showed their new layout and what it looked like, which was really interesting to see. Uh, then they, they, shared uh their one-up entertainment and social game floor they did a tour of the playgrounds of tampa of how they revitalized their game room and they did a tour of extreme play in danbury and just kind of showed some of the new games that they were putting in there and it was actually really interesting to watch because um not only did it give you know some really cool ideas like what are people putting in what do their game rooms look like it was just validating and i think that they did a really good job with their videos kind of setting them up making them fun and cute and kind of highlighting some of the points of the different things that they were doing and the things that you should be thinking about around arcade yeah. so yeah, that's awesome. um Anyway, I posted that. We have a new arcade channel on our Discord, so I posted it in there if anybody doesn't have the link and they want to take, wants to take a peek. Um, also, a few other kind of fun videos. Uh, fun Across America just posted a new video of their visit to Supercharged Entertainment in New Jersey, which I believe is Supercharged's second location. Um, they might have had a third, but I think it was under a different brand. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me on that. Um, but apparently this location is supposed to have the biggest multi-level go-kart track in the world. And if you watch that video, Yo, this thing is massive people i mean massive right it's insane yeah and they do such a great job on fun across america covering these things too so they do they do a little bit of taste of everything that they've got going on in that facility mm -hmm. yeah it was it's really well done um and again we've got a new go-kart channel in the discord i've posted the link there so please pop in there and take a look if uh, you want to see what is happening at supercharged yeah that's perfect and we should you know also maybe uh, just 
ping Barry, you know, Barry Zellickson, who's the, who's the mastermind behind Fun Across America. You don't, every once in a while, you see him in one of his videos, like, you know, tasting yes. some food or something on the, you know, behind the scenes, but, yeah. uh, but he's the mastermind behind that. And, and he's on our discord. So, you know, he'd be a great, he'd be a great reference. Like if you want to know a little bit more about one of the mm-hmm. videos and one of the episodes they've done, hit him up directly, DM him on, uh, in discord. So he would love that. He's super open to every uh, to any conversation. He's a great guy. And, and and make sure when you do talk to him that you ask him about his uh, bread baking um, oh, passion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is a sourdough <laughs> master. Sourdough yes. master. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Well, so we've got a couple of new channels, right? Um, we also mm-hmm. just recently created a guest experience channel and yep. um, it, we've added a couple of people in there to be some moderators and, and try to help, uh, you know, so we've got, you know, Clay and Josh in there. Um, but you know, one of the things guest experience, and, and we're gonna, we'll continue to add more channels as as the opportunity arises and, and it becomes relevant. Um, but speaking of guest experience, I was recently reading uh, through actually an IAPA promoted, like uh, I think Spots promoted blog uh, about a company called Sensible Weather, and uh, you can check them out at sensibleweather.com. And um, what I what I thought was interesting about this was. You know, if you if you think when you go to hotels.com, you you will do like a protect your travel, uh, protect your booking, and sometimes you know it's like an extra fifteen dollars, or sometimes it's more depending on the length of your stay. Um, so it's all relative, but you can pay that extra amount, and then if you have to cancel your trip for whatever reason, maybe bad weather or something came up, you get the chance and you get your full money back. Um, well, this sensibleweather.com allows you to do this for your own bookings on your own website and for your own facility. So where I thought this was, was that this could be worthwhile is, you know, if you've, if you've got an indoor facility, okay, maybe that doesn't make sense, but like an outdoor facility, like an agritainment, like a farm, like an outdoor farm or a big outdoor venue, and you've got a, a birthday party booked up front. Well, what's great about this is you don't pay anything. It's zero up front you can get passive revenues. You get a revenue share from people who are purchasing this. And, you know, when they're going to check out, it's a little plugin you add to your website, to your, to your booking or your checkout process that you can add a weather guarantee. And so people can pay X amount of dollars. Again, it's, it's, it's variable and they get a full refund. If for whatever reason, the weather is inclement and you can, they can't have their birthday party, but you also get to keep the revenue as well. Um, and so it's a, it's an insurance program that allows sort of like wins both sides. So uh, I thought that was interesting, but I know Christine, we were talking before and you've got some, you got some very passionate thoughts around, around this. So let's, uh, I, let's seriously, have a and I, yeah. I think it's so unfortunate that we didn't, we should have just saved this for later because I had such an adverse reaction to this. I was so angry when you started talking about it. I'm like, man, I feel like as a, like I've, there's two sides to it now. I, I, I kind of can see two sides to this, but yeah, my yeah. first reaction was like, I feel like I'm being gouged out there right now honestly like i'm so annoyed by the tipping process and what's happening like everywhere i go it's like I have to add a 20 to 30 percent tip on and the problem is the service isn't any better and i don't understand why i'm obligated to do this and i mean i don't even mean someone it, like a waitress serving me i mean i'm at a restaurant or i'm i'm buying something and they're asking me to tip at the till for 20 percent. i'm like i'm sorry but that's garbage to me i don't i just I don't believe in it. And unfortunately, yeah. the thing is, I think I'm going to have to suck it up because I don't think that that's changing. I think people are going to continue to tip and that that's just something that's ingrained in our culture and it's never going to go away. So it's the new norm and going out is just going to be that much more expensive because of it now. And I'm just a little irritated at this moment. But to me, this is what this reminded me of is I'm a consumer and I'm going to go buy something at your facility and it's up to me now to decide if I'm going to pay an extra $70 to insure my you know $200 package. And to me, it's just... 
number one, as a consumer, I'm like, that's extra money out of my pocket. Yes, I know it's a guarantee, but I don't even know what the odds are. Okay. Like they're not posting the odds. Like it's one out of 300. Do you know what I mean? Because we all know how insurance works and fine. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe if it was like in a monsoon season and I was like, okay, I know the risk is really high that day. I might do it, but probably I wouldn't even book at that location. I would book at someplace safer where I knew that there was like um, a way for me to have my event if it was still going to be rainy. Um, and especially if I was in a corporate a group event, I definitely would not be booking if I didn't know that there was an alternative to the rain, right? Because I mean, those are always things to consider. And then, um, I, I mean, I know we talked about the birthday party piece to it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on. I'm going to go on a rant here yeah, about this. But yeah. okay, so if I'm booking a birthday party and I have a weather buyout, I still have a challenge because I have ten kids that I have told mm-hmm. to show up at this venue. So now I'm going to have to call these ten kids. I'm going to disappoint my children by saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, we can't go to do this." Or and now I'm struggling and I'm panicking, trying to find a place to take my kids for a birthday party, whether I have the weather buyout or not. Yeah, that might satisfy one piece of it, but the other piece is that my child's still going be disappointed they're not going to get to do what they want to do which would have happened whether whether the weather anyway but at least i don't know i i just feel like it, um the way the, from my perspective so you know i get it um and at least with the tipping issue i, I totally agree with you especially if i'm tipping before i've even received my service which happens a lot um mm-hmm. so i totally I totally agree i think in this case where, where i was you know an advocate of it, it both as a consumer and as a venue operator is that if it's if it's bad weather, if I'm the operator, it's not my fault the weather's bad. It's not like I delivered service poorly. It just rained, and I don't. And if I don't have an alternative to provide you, like yeah, I could give you a rain check and like literally a rain check, and you could come another day, but that still doesn't satisfy the, the current issue. And I don't have an alternative because maybe my indoor facility is just sure. the bathrooms, right? And maybe I don't have any indoor in, in, indoor you know pavilions or whatever for you to come in and have your party otherwise or indoor attractions. Sure. And so I'd rather you have you know good experience but at the same time i also don't want to just give you a full refund because it rained because it's also not my fault that it rained and you had to cancel and so what i you know i think one of the things we were talking about like maybe the the alternative is like provide this as an option to the consumer for a full refund and yeah any insurance is a chance life insurance is a chance i might live till i'm 100 and not leave me my life insurance or i might live till i'm 45 and die of a heart attack early and now i'm really glad i got life insurance for my family um, so mm-hmm. like those things, like insurance is always a chance. Um, sure. but, but in this particular instance, at least you know, we could, you, you as a venue operator could provide like, you know, look, buy this and get a hundred percent refund. Or if not, we'll give you a 50% refund or something mm-hmm. like that. So that there's an option and you're still not just leaving them totally in the lurch. Um, yeah. but at the same time as an operator, I'm also not totally screwed if it rains and, and now I'm out a bunch of revenue because of, because of rain. It's like, it's a yeah. benefit on both sides. Well, I mean, maybe there could be actually a good little balance that could be struck here where as a, because I mean, number one, I'm, I'm a bit concerned. If you start offering this on your packages and people are like, oh my God, I have to pay another $70 to get the weather rain out. Like number one, people might be more hesitant to book because they're like, it's much more expensive than I thought it was going to be. So you might drive traffic away, right? But you maybe might. there's another option. So maybe there's here, buy the insurance or alternatively, if there is a rain out, what we're going to do as an organization is give you a rainy day pass to come back another day so mm-hmm. that the consumer does have the option and it just becomes more um 
uh, you know what I mean? You don't have to spend the $70. You're not going to disappoint them if they don't get it because I can't even imagine the the kickback. If someone didn't buy the insurance and it was a rainy day, do you think they're still going to be like, okay, cool. I didn't buy it and didn't pay the $70. I can just, I can just see bad news. uh, And that's why I think you, you, you can do, you know, one of those three options, right? So you do, you do, you offer the insurance, you offer a rain check or you offer like 50%, uh, you know, refund or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's three options for them to choose from. So maybe, cause maybe they end up booking somewhere else and they don't want to rain check mm-hmm, for the full mm-hmm. amount, you know, for mm-hmm. the full party. So they book somewhere else for that day and then, but they'll take that 50% refund. Or if they pay that 70 bucks, then they get hundred percent refund. If they're paying for a $500 birthday party package and it's 70 bucks and I look yeah. at $50, you know, 50%, it's 250. Well, what's the chance of me paying that extra to, to get the full refund? Maybe it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah, so I think sure. it all depends sure. on your price points and your packages too. Or here, here's an idea. How about if you're that kind of park, you partner with some of the local family entertainment centers and say, hey, mm-hmm. if we have rainout days, we're going to call you and we're going to shift some of our customers over there. We'll keep a bit of the profit. You can take some of the profit because we're giving you the business and everybody's happy and then you don't need the insurance provider. Love it. Love it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, whatever. Totally. I feel like this is such a controversial issue. We could just talk this to death and like we are, like we could talk it to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, we're at 20 minutes. We're at 20 yes, minutes. We are. And, so, but we wanted to make this the rumination anyway. So, so go ahead. You know, what is, what is the question we're posing yeah. to everybody? So rumination really today is, okay, first of all, I, I want to know how do people feel about this weather insurance? I really want to know other people's thoughts. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not. Um, but second, how do you handle inclement weather in your facilities? Do you have a rainout policy? What do you do? How do you handle guests? Do you give refunds, rain checks, or do you add value to them in some other way? Uh, let's talk about it because it's interesting. <laughs> Let's yeah. leave it at that yeah. <laughs> and controversial. Yes, yes, yes. And um, when we should actually, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. I don't want to drag this out any longer. Let's uh, let's have the conversation in Discord, uh, you know, or whatever. Call us up, and you know, we'll we'll hop on a Zoom with you, and we'll have this. Mm-hmm. We'll have a bigger conversation, or whatever. But um, all right, so that's it. That's that's the wrap yes. for for today's LBX Daily. Um, to all you LBXers. <laughs> This is CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, guys.